Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got tonight Boss Guy, Jason Chapman, also known as Mr. Sexy, <laughs> executive producer over here at Global News Radio Toronto, and Rick Zamprin, assistant. Don't read anything on the teleprompter. <laughs> like, I don't know, that's what it says. <laughs> Mr. Sexy. And Rick Zamprin, uh, over at our uh, sister station in Hamilton, uh, assistant, what is it, program director at Global News Radio. There's a lot of words on this board. I'm sorry, Rick, I'm butchering it. <laughs> no problem. But I can call you Mr. Sexy, too, if you'd like that. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Let's uh, talk a little bit about some of the headlines. That didn't get a lot of attention, um, but would have, I think, on any other day. But Bill 66, this huge, massive kind of piece of legislation that's all designed about Ontario competitiveness. And um, it's got people in, some parts of it have people in hysterics, because one of the areas that people are concerned about are the green belt development areas. And, and I get wanting to preserve green space. Uh, but we do have a massive housing shortage that needs to be dealt with. And this is something that um, Ford came out today and said that he is not touching the green belt and will protect it, as he said he would during the campaign. I'll start with you on this, Jason. Um, you concerned? Yeah. Yes. OK, we have a housing shortage. That's fine. The idea of developing a green belt, according to the Ford people who won't get in front of this and talk about it, is, oh, we might open it up if you can show that you can create jobs. I, I, I got to tell you, we don't need to develop the green belt for jobs. We have all sorts of, across the GTHA, abandoned old malls, abandoned old Zeller stores. We got lots and lots of places to put jobs. You don't need to. Here's the other thing. You cut down the trees, you put a plant in, and uh-oh, there goes GM. Bye-bye. You got a big empty plant, but we're not staying here. Yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm not I'm not losing a lot of sleep over this. I do care about the green belt, um, but I do know, um, Rick, there are a lot of areas of it that actually can be developed without even touching uh, the integrity of the 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 trees and the, and the growth, any of that. Uh, but we do need housing. And so to me, this isn't really about jobs. It's about using areas to build housing that people want. There's no doubt about it, but, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, look like, uh, look at a place like Tokyo, Japan. They build up. Look at, uh, you know, uh, just look outside the window. You see cranes, condos, uh, new apartment buildings. They're going sky high. And other cities, like right beside Hamilton, Burlington, Ontario, has a height restriction, but they have no area to build single detached homes. Uh, so much so they wanted to annex water down as a part of Burlington. Mm. I think the Ford government has to leave the Greenbelt alone. It's sacred territory in terms of, uh, you know, a, a beacon of environmental protection. I think there's many other places, Jason highlighted a few, many other places that you can create jobs with new housing projects. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think they're going to do this because it would be the third rail because this is an issue that has bipartisan kind of support for. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but this is one area, Jason. Certainly, I, I thought of you 
on this headline because they're going to loosen the rules and increase the number of uh, numbers of kids allowed into daycares, which will then create more child care and more affordable um, child care. But the critics say, oh, no, we can't do that. We don't want to have children, you know, more children. But the problem is, Jay, right now we have people who are operating daycares that are completely unregulated in basements because there's no spaces. Yeah, so I got. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Rick's out on his car right now, but it sounds like a lot of noise right now. There I'm you in go. My basement. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so, listen. I mean, yeah, I got all sorts of issues with this because the changes are so loosey goosey, Alex. I mean, they're talking about going from two kids under the age of two to four, and then they're saying, "Hey, if you've got kids of your own and you're a daycare provider, oh, well, you can bring those kids in. No big deal at all." That's a problem. There's too many changes happening here at once. The daycare provider we take my two-year-old daughter to, she's incredibly competent. So I could see her having one or two extra kids. But, of course, this comes down to individuals. I don't think everybody's capable of taking care of kids and more kids in a way that I feel comfortable changing the rules after we just changed them. I don't think the liberals were all that jerky about this. There was a real problem four years ago. Changes were made to make our kids safer. The solution isn't to change kids' spaces. Why doesn't Ford act on this promise of a tax credit he made during the election? Oh, he that probably will. will. Care. So but do that first. Right, but Rick, the reality is, I mean, if you can't find a daycare space, you're going to put your kid in where you can find the space, or you're going to hire a nanny, maybe, and you don't know what her regular, her, her, um, you know, his or her skills are. So parents are taking risks already right now. Not only that, but this has huge economic benefits uh, for what the Ford government is doing, because think of all the parents who are staying home yeah. because they can't afford child care or, B, can't find a space for their child. Now they're able to go to work. Their child is in a, uh, a child care setting. I think this is a win-win. You're always going to have those uh, very tragic stories, whether you know the, the limit is six or four or however many kids you can look after. There's always going to be those sad stories. It's just a matter of life, and it's uh, you know sad to say, but it, it's true. Uh, I think this has overwhelmingly positive effects on the economy. Yeah, well, stay tuned on that, because, again, those are the kinds of things that we'll have to watch. But I'm not also losing sleep over this. Here's an issue I think is interesting, because I'm getting sick and tired of the ones of people who are always offended. But Kevin Hart is no longer going to be hosting the Oscars um, because there's been this uproar over, you know, tweets that are considered homophobic that he had sent out a couple like a decade ago. Now, I don't agree with him. I would never send out a tweet like that, regardless. Um, but this is something I think that, the Oscars should have known about. But here's here's Kevin Hart talking about it today. The same energy that went into finding those old tweets could be the same energy put into finding the response to the questions that have been asked years after years after years. We feed in the internet trolls and we reward them. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm going to be me. I'm going to stay on my ground. Regardless Academy, I'm thankful and appreciative of the opportunity. If it goes away, no harm, no foul. All right, so his humor's well-known. I mean, he's, he's not unknown. He's known to be crass. So are guys like Trevor Noah. I mean, we just gave $50 million to Trevor Noah, and he's a misogynist. Um, did, the, did the Oscars buckle, or, or should, should they have known his history, Jay? Uh, no, he buckled. Yeah. I mean, he buckled. He, <laughs> I mean, I listened to Vicky Sparks, our pop culture expert this morning, on with Mike and Sophia, and the biggest problem here is how he handled himself. Yeah. He dithered and hummed and hawed and tried to be funny, and then he wasn't funny. So, yes, the Oscars should have known about this, Alex. No way fans are much about that, but 
yeah, the, I, I think the Oscars had to do exactly what they did and say, see you later. Especially with the way he handled himself. Like, I get it. There's ones of people's, but this is an important words matter. We're learning that more and more and more. And if you're a comedian, make the joke, but be prepared to deal with the consequences. Okay, then, Rick, maybe we should just not have comedians anymore. Uh, or uh, or maybe we should just not hire them to host events because they do say stuff that is offensive. Yeah, true. I, I think this is a huge loss for Kevin Hart. I think what he should have done was stand by his joke, however, uh, you know, uh, ill-mannered it was on Twitter, and said, you know what, I was wrong in that instance, but it was a joke, this is what I do, it's no different than when you see his act, this is part of his act as well, I think he should have went to the Oscars and hosted and maybe made fun of himself. In, uh, in that kind of life. But yeah, this is a massive loss for his brand, I think. Yeah, well, stay tuned. It's uh, it's crazy, but appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey. Anytime. Enjoy your Friday, boys. You've earned it. That is Rick Zamperin and Jason Chapman joining us today, rushing off to whatever Friday plans they have going on.